0: word podcast coming away, episode 477. Steve Smith and the Rickster Ricky V. Rock. What's going on? Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there? Good. So this one, we're going to do a reboot. We're going to rehash a couple old episodes that we did. And the reason we're going to do this is because there's prior episodes, many of you that haven't listened to our prior episodes, you're still trying to catch up on the podcast. We've got a lot of podcasts, so it's going to be a long time to catch up on all of them. But we like to go back and let you kind of listen to some of these podcasts that we've been and rehash them. And in this one, we're going to kind of do, do two. Um, uh, Rick is going to start us off with oral steroids. Rick, why don't you talk about that first? Why you chose that? Uh, well, oral steroids... It's a question that comes up a lot on the
1: forums. There's always questions about oral steroids almost every day. And, and there should be. They're, they're very concerning. Uh, you could definitely, uh, your liver, your organs, the way your body works could surely be affected by using them. They are the most toxic out of the steroids you can take are, are oral, uh, the steroids that are modified. And um, I, over a decade ago, we released a product called n 2 That's going to end as a need the number two guard, G U A R D and n2guard.com. That's the product. It's the product for bodybuilders on oral steroids. It's definitely that product that guys on the source, on the juice, on the steroids are going to, are going to want to use and are going to need. So um, definitely oral steroids. It's a good one to, uh, to retouch again and to guard my product guys, check it out. We got, some uh incredible products. I have two really good sleep aids in my store right now. If you go to my store com, and click on the health and wellness, you're gonna find both end to sleep and neutral 677. Now, end to sleep is just a, a good formula to get you sleeping at night. Nice and sleep, nice restful sleep, even if you are on some of the androgens, it's specifically formulated. For guys who are suffering from some insomnia from the androgens, maybe a little bit of anxiety, extra anxiety from the steroids. Down the line, also, if you want something more, if you want something that is not just going to put you to sleep, because this will, it'll give you nice, restful sleep, uh, shares a lot of the same ingredients as N to sleep, it does, but it's also going to give you an additional boost in the production of your, nat- of your own natural human growth hormone at night as you sleep. So at night, as you lay in bed and you're sleeping, it's when the it's the time when your pituitary creates, secretes the highest amount of human growth hormone in your body. It's released during this time. Well, when you use Neutral 677, you're just gonna get that much more of a release. It's going to just how we can reliably make natural testosterone boosters that work, we can reliably make. Natural, natural growth hormone boosters that actually work, that work to help you release more growth hormone while you sleep than you would otherwise. And uh, Nutribull 677 combines both. So anti-sleep is your basic sleep aid, anti-anxiety, full sleep, uh, have a more restful sleep. Nutribull does all of that plus growth hormone release booster. Go to my store, needtobuildmuscle.com, health and wellness section. And um, that's all I got, guys. So now without further ado, right, Steve, uh, my episode, Oral Steroids,
0: episode 381. And what is uh, your episode, Steve? Yeah, we're going to talk about 316 aromacin. And the reason we're going to do that, aromacin is a very important rheumatase inhibitor. It's a suicide rheumatase inhibitor. And a lot of people don't understand aromacin because they listen to a lot of the wrong people out there. And you're missing out. Uh, a lot of people out there are recommending Letro and Arimidex as your a- AI, and they're just not updating their information. Aromacin is the most modern aromatized inhibitor. It also boosts IGF 1. So it is the most pristine anti estrogen you could use, the most perfect anti estrogen you can use, aromatase inhibitor, and it permanently disables that enzyme that estrogen enzyme, unlike other aromatized inhibitors. So it is the one to use. So if you're going to run, whether you're running oral steroids, injectable steroids, if you're running something that aromatizes, aromacin is the one. And we're going to educate you on aromacin, which is episode 316. So let's do it, Rick. Let's let's hit both episodes. And and, uh, guys and gals out there, check it out and let us know what you think.
1: Without further ado, here's the show. Recording to the cloud. Three, two, one, hit that.
0: Hey, Lucia and I, or podcast from your way. What's up, guys? This is episode 381 Q&A. We answer all the questions you guys send in. Steve me here and the Rickster in the house. What's up, buddy?
1: Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there?
0: Good. Not much. Not much, bro. All right, guys. So we have a fun podcast coming. We're going to talk about steroids. We're going to talk about TRT. We're going to talk about making a living in bodybuilding. We're going to talk about girls. Rick has another girl problem, so he needs help on that one. So we're going to talk about that one, about a girl who ghosted him. He met a girl. He fell in love with her, and she ghosted his ass. So we're going to talk about that. But the first one, guys, we're going to talk about is best oral only cycle. So Rick's a big fan of oral. Um, he, You know, he talks about it a lot. <laughs> and uh, so let's talk about oral. So first off, oral cycles, You know, a lot of people say, oh, you can't run an oral only cycle. You got to always run testosterone with it and stuff. So we talked about it, I believe in the last Q&A, Rick, this was, that was episode 379. We talked about that. So if you guys want to go back after this podcast is over, check out 379. Rick and I debate running a cycle without testosterone. So we're talking about oral only cycles. Now I would say a good solid 30, 35% of my clients who come to me, They straight up, they don't want to run injectables, okay? There's a lot of taboo behind injectables. They don't want needles around the house. They got kids, their wife, their husband, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, whatever, don't want to see their injectables. They don't want to see needles laying around, so they'll run oral only. It's a big percentage, guys, of guys that are doing this. I've known guys that have run oral only cycles for 30 years, and they look pretty damn good. So can you get away with oral only cycles? Of course you can. Is it as effective as injectables? Is it as effective over the long term? Maybe not so much. It's not as efficient as injectables. What would you rather do? Do you rather inject yourself once or twice a week? Or would you, would you rather have to take a pill twice a day for the next six, six or eight weeks? So for me, personally, I'd rather just inject myself once or twice a week. That's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm good to go. With the orals, I gotta remember to take them. I gotta remember to have a little meal if I take them in case it gives me a stomach upset. It's a little bit of a pain in the ass. But at the end of the day, a lot of guys do choose. So so one of the best oral only cycles, I'll bring in Rick on this too. Um, you can you could run um any oral by itself. I think the best one, let's say you want explosive results. One of the one of the best ways you can do that. Is Anadrol. You can run Anadrol only, 50 milligrams a day for four weeks or five weeks. You'll get tremendous results just on that. You can even run at 25 milligrams a day. You'll get tremendous results. Another one you could do is a uh, Dianabol, 10 milligrams, 20 milligrams a day for four to five weeks. Nothing wrong with that. You may want to have an AI on hand in case you start getting estrogen issues. Another one is t one of my favorites. Just a cheap steroid. Not as cheap as D-Bowl, but pretty damn cheap. You're on T-Bowl, 30, 40 milligrams a day. Same thing with Anovar, 40, 50 milligrams a day, five weeks, six weeks. Nothing wrong with that. You get tremendous results on that. Um, You'll have a boost in strength. You'll get some hardening. You'll get some tight, tight, tightening up of your muscles. Nothing wrong with that. So there's different oral-only cycles. You can stack orals together, like One of the popular oral steroids that oral stacks that I recommend to guys is you can run, say, 20 milligrams of T-Bowl along with 10 milligrams of D-Bowl. It's a little yin and yang effect. The D-Bowl gives a little bit of of an androgenic kick. The T-Bowl is a nice, dry, hardening compound. So there's different ways you can kind of play around with these these oral-only cycles. But really, at the end of the day, any oral, you can just run it by itself. And you can get some decent results. Um, it, it, it just depends on, on the oral. But um, yeah, bring in Rick. What are your thoughts on their best oral-only cycles?
1: Well, oral-only cycles are, are popular. Um, I'm not a big fan of doing oral-only cycles. I've done a couple. And I think you need, you need much more consistency, more experience to really, really get good results out of oral-only. Good oral-only cycles anavar great oral only cycle i ran a uh, 4 week anavar run made great results on it if you go to anavarbook.com you'll be able to see uh, before and after pictures and be able to grab the upcoming book anavarbook.com and that's a great oral only cycle uh, super draw. many of guys did super draw only cycles back when super was legal, to purchase over the counter in the last, you know, last 10 years or so able to run some hot, strong super draw only cycles, get some great results. That's a great cycle to run standalone. Anadrol. If you're competing powerlifting, Anadrol only cycle, incredible, incredible cycle to run for strength. Dianable only cycle. A lot of people, uh, uh, shit on Dianable only cycles. A lot of the vets try, like, like to shit on animal on the animal only cycles. It's great for strength, not as good for a, a powerlifting competition as Anadrol would be, but great for strength. It's good also for gaining muscle mass. Um, won't you won't look as good aesthetically as you would on an anabar only cycle, and you do gain a, quite a bit of water weight, which goes away. After the cycle is done, so a lot of people like to shit on the only cycles. I think they're fine. I think as long as you're working out hard, as long as you're eating lean, as long as your expectations are realistic, where you know you're going to uh, get puffy and lose some of that puffiness once you get off of this stuff, I think you're good to go, man. I think you're. I think you're quite. You're quite all right. Quite fine to to deal with it. To do a um, a good animal only cycle. Uh, what are other good mentions for uh for uh, oral only cycle uh psalms psalms are great oral only cycle compounds to to be doing Winstrol, great oral only cycle especially if you're if you're trying to look a certain way by a certain date maybe you got a trip nice uh trip you're going to to the beach maybe you have a photo shoot Winstrol will help get you there good good Ways of the way. And I think, you know, off the top of my head, those are probably the best oral only cycles. Uh, females, females are may, may may only should only do oral only cycles. Females, uh, Anovar, Winstral, oral Primo Bolin. There really aren't too many steroids out there women should be injecting, especially uh, steroids that have ester chains are injected if the female starts to see some side effects from accumulation of that ester after second, third, fourth shot, even if she discontinues it, still in for a ride. There's still more side effects coming for the next few days, maybe weeks if she's on it. So oral only cycles are really good uh, for females. Um, that's it, man. That's my whole spiel. Only cycle. Steve, did I miss anything?
0: No, I think you, you covered it. I mean, you guys, um, you, you guys can go on any sources website and look up what kind of orals they sell. I and mean, then you can kind of go from there. You can come on the forum, look at the articles on how to run those orals. And that will-
1: Turinable. Kind of- Turinable is also a great oral only cycle.
0: Yeah, I mentioned I mentioned T-Ball already. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, and then Halo as well. Um, it, it's very, very potent. If you're a powerlifter, you run Halo for like three or four weeks. You'll have tremendous results. Very, very toxic though. So on these orals, one of the things you have to do, whether you're running injectables or orals, you either run- um, Support cycle support so in two gardens, what I recommend it's got 44 ingredients, including six or seven for the liver. So that's very important to run if you're running an oral because they are liver toxic, most of them are liver toxic. And then, uh, you know, the only one I wouldn't run by itself, I think, is useless is provirin because provirin by itself, you really won't get much of anything with it. I think, I think the only thing you'll get is something sexual, you'll get some sexual. Aid with it, so it's not really something that's going to perf- give you any type of performance benefits by itself. All right, so the next one, Rick, um, I'm going to bring you in on this one, and this is the one that was sent to you: how to find a steroid source.
1: That's a good question that a lot of people have. I get asked that a lot. Um, don't ask me. Start off with I don't. I don't give my my sources away to just anybody. Got some good private sources and and like to keep them good and keep him out of jail. <laughs> but um, the gym dealer is back. The gym dealer is back. Uh used, You used to only be able to get steroids from the gym. Or if you uh, were risk, risky enough, to, or if you wanted to take the risk, you'd see the back of the magazines and send the, uh, some money, cash in the mail, money orders, checks to one of those uh little ads in the back of the magazines. This is, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s. Around the late nineties to the 2000s it all it was just the golden era of mail order steroids and you could get steroids in the mail, no problem local um overseas just order them online uh, you you were also get them in the in the mail when you use the guys on the back of the magazines in the in the eighties and 70s and 90s you still But it was different because if the guy scammed you Or sent you fake shit Or just took your money You couldn't do anything But once the forums came around You can go online And talk about the fucking guy that took your money And tarnish his reputation now Something you couldn't do with the guys in magazines That's why it really became the golden era And then The gym dealer came back strong Over the last 10 years uh, guys, uh, since there's so many underground labs now, now accountability is important. So if you don't know who your dealer is, if the guy doesn't know who you are and, and you can't really tarnish his reputation if he gives you fake shit, um, a lot of companies, a lot of uh, underground labs out there are sending people bunk stuff, underdosed, changing one compound for the other. So, But when you have a, a gym guy, if your stuff's not up to par, if you test it and it doesn't come back, well, you go talk to your fucking guy right on the spot. So the gym dealer is back. So if you hit the gym often, if you look like a big dude, just be friendly enough to guys, someone will offer you some sauce. You're gonna you're gonna be able to find a gym dealer pretty quickly. You might not wanna go to one of these really mainstream kind of uh gyms where you're not even allowed to drop the weights here and there or grunt a little bit uh, I've seen uh, some some stuff about it on social where some gyms you you're not allowed to to even let out a, a huff or a puff on your last two reps, maybe not those, but if you go to the few one of the few hardcore gyms still left, one of the few gyms with are professionals there, you'll be able to find a dealer pretty pretty early on. wear a, a need to build muscle t-shirt and as soon as uh, your dealer sees that you're a, a need-to-build muscle buyer, he's like, oh, this guy's buying post-psychotherapy stuff, buying liver support from need-to-build muscle. Oh, he's taking steroids. Let me go offer him some fucking steroids. That would be a good way to stand out and for guys to know you, you, you're you on the sauce is to get a need-to-build muscle T-shirt. Just wear it to the gym. They'll know right away. And that's a good way to gym. Also, obviously, the forums. Go to evolutionary.org elitefitness.com, bolex with an X at the end, .com, and just ask around and see who's good, see who's not. What's really important about you guys in the forums is that you're able to find out if the guys are legit or not, if they're full of shit or not. And most of these forum administrators at these websites, uh, as soon as a guy goes bad, they remove him. You know, they They care about the membership enough to not have a guy around that's ran Mm -hmm. their cores and that is creating problems. And that is, is scamming people. Also when people receive the stuff they receive from them, they actually will come in and test it and post pictures of the tests. And it's a, it's, it's like a, like a a circle of communication, nice powwow about sources and you can get yourself in the mail. Some guys are going to ship domestic, some guys international, so you have to kind of play it by ear. But th- those are probably, and then obviously the third part is just go to a TRT clinic, testosterone replacement therapy clinic. They'll be able to hook you up. For the most part, as long as you exhibit some of the symptoms, they'll prescribe you. You don't even have to be low in testosterone to get a script for testosterone. You can go and take a test. Your, the testosterone will be sky high because you're using your own synthetic black market testosterone, and just tell your doctor, tell the clinic, like, listen, I'm already using steroids. I'm going to stop using these uh, black market steroids. I want testosterone prescription to bring me up to the higher range of normal. And they will. They'll make sure that your testosterone levels stay at the higher range of normal um, through prescribing you testosterone. And you never have to provide a test of low testosterone to begin with. Or your testosterone production can be normal. But you have muscle weakness, you have pain in the bones. Maybe you you got road rash from a motorcycle accident, burnt. You get anivar for any of those from a good testosterone replacement therapy clinic, even if your levels of testosterone are normal. You could have a, a elbow injury, knee injury, joint, any injury you've ever had, even if you had a car crash years ago and you're still suffering from some joint pains from your car crash. You get nandrolone. For something like that. Even if your test levels are never low. And that stuff is good, bona fide, American-made, American pharmacy compounded steroids that are gonna work the way they should. No contaminants. I mean, you get into real deal at that point. So yeah, man, look at any way you go about it, man, jump on the forums, evolutionary.org elitefitness.com anabolics.com those are three really good forums steve and i post there quite a bit make sure to come by and see who's good see who's not your gym wear your need to build muscle t-shirts to the gym stand out you know i might i might make t-shirts for all of those three uh forums and just throw them on my site hopefully admins won't mind and you could just wear your your evolutionary monkey t-shirt to the gym guys will know right away what's what's up you'll get asked Say, hey, dude, you're an evolutionary too. Yeah, man, I I got that for you. <laughs> so, um, gym deal is always good. Forums always good. And if you got the the cash and you want to and you don't you want to go through the process and get really good, good, legitimate, clean steroids, no no heavy metal contamination. Not, I mean, just really good, clean steroids. TRT clinic. As long as you got the symptoms, you'll get prescribed. You never have to provide. You never have to provide a test where your testosterone levels are low. You just have to have the symptoms and they'll prescribe you around your symptoms. Fuck the te- the, the blood test. A lot of guys think, oh, if I'm going to go to TRT clinic, my testosterone levels have to be low or I won't get prescribed. No, you'll get prescribed. Even if your testosterone levels are above normal, you just be honest and say, look, I was injecting black market testosterone. Um, now my levels are going to drop. I'm going to get depressed. I'm going to get feel shitty. I'm going to get suicidal. So I need you to prescribe me legitimate testosterone that'll just let me land at the higher range of normal and a good trt clinic good testosterone replacement therapy doctor will do that for you so uh those are the best ways man did i miss anything steve
0: well you summed it up guys and at the end of the day you can always just hit me up on the form steve smi and i'll i'll lead you i'll lead you in the right direction you know what i'm saying so we're we're here to help guys uh I don't like when people come on the forum like, oh, you know, you need to, you know, put in the work. You need to. We're not going to give you a source. You know, you need to put in the work first. I'm like, oh, I'm like, dude, you know, why? So they can get ripped off. I mean, with the bitcoins and stuff, you send someone bitcoin now. That's like cash. They could take your money and run. So you just come hit me up. You know, I'll take. I'll make sure. You know, you guys get sent in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? All right, so that leads us into the next topic, Rick, a TRT. So we've talked about this on prior episodes, but I think don't think we really zeroed in on this. But how old are guys starting TRT? So uh, I could say for me, I don't plan on doing TRT ever. Uh, so you know, I, the way I look at it is your body produces hormones on its own for free, uh, free of charge. Why would you give up on it? So with that in mind, what is TRT? For those of you who don't understand TRT, TRT is testosterone replacement therapy or hormone replacement therapy. But in the United States, when they give you a you know HRT, it's, it's 99% of the time, it's going to be testosterone, long-estered testosterone, either testosterone endothée or testosterone cypnate. 10 or 15 years ago, it was very, very hard to go get prescribed TRT. Now... It's too easy to get prescribed TRT. And a lot of that has to do with, you know, a bunch of factors, economic factors. It has to do with, you know, for-profit healthcare system. It has to do with all these anti-aging clinics. It has to do with doctors really educating themselves on TRT and wanting to make their patients happy and wanting to build a, a client base what a great opportunity to build a client base and having someone come to your clinic every three to six months, pay money for blood work, pay money for a prescription, pay money for visits. And then you it's like a revolving door in and out. So, and then have them refer more people to your clinic. It's a business. It's a business. When something is a business, they want you to keep coming back. So what an opportunity for them, what an opportunity for these anti-aging clinics. So we're seeing too many people now getting a TRT and it says, the question is, How old are guys getting starting TRT? Goodness gracious. My old podcast host, Trevor, he got TRT in his early 20s. Prescribed to him in his early 20s. The only thing the doctor made him do was freeze his sperm. That's the only thing the doctor required. And that's because he used steroids at a young age. He completely fucked his HBTA up. So he he went on TRT. He's got to take TRT for the rest of his life. And there's a lot of others out there who are 20s, 30s, 40s going on TRT. And many of them don't need it. And many of them can fix the problem without needing it. So in my view, it's way out of hand now. It's getting way out of hand. Everybody is going on TRT. A lot of these issues that guys are dealing with, either sexual dysfunctions, depression, mood issues, stresses, all this stuff, is not solved just by taking testosterone. In 98% of situations, it's not solved by taking testosterone in the first place. You still have the same problems that you had before. So we have a very dysfunctional society where we do a drug for every ill. And um, I don't take any drugs, guys. I take nothing. I function completely normally. I don't take anything, I don't need anything. You know, humans have been around 2 million, 5 million years, whatever it is. In all those millions of years, did they ever need a drug to survive? Did they? They didn't have drugs, and they still managed to survive and grow in population. Every animal on Earth, in the wild, do they take drugs to survive? No, they managed to survive without drugs. Animals in captivity, our pets, ourselves... We're on tons of drugs. We're on tons of drugs. So it's it's a damn good scam that we got going in society. When you take your pet to the vet, it's like taking your car to an auto mechanic. And the vet tells you, oh, you got all these things wrong with your dog. All these things wrong with your cat. I'm going to write you these prescriptions. It's a nice, good scam they have. You do the same thing with us, guys. So – my, my lesson in this, works, Rick may have a completely different perspective. I have no idea. He's going to get his, his take. But my take is a, on it, before you decide to go on TRT, fix your root problems first. And then there's a possibility you may never even need a TRT to begin with. Low testosterone levels can be fixed. They can be fixed. And a big problem with low testosterone levels is a lack of minerals in your body, because if you have low amounts of minerals, you're not going to be able to produce testosterone. Why do we have a low amount of minerals? Gut problems, diet deficiencies. These are reasons for low minerals and low testosterone levels. And a lot of these problems are not your fault. I, have, I can't stress this enough. It is not your fault that your parents fed you crap your entire life. It is not your fault that you grew up next to a fucking coal factory. It is not your fault that your parents were buying crappy water your whole life. And you're drinking crappy water and, and drinking soda and eating cereal and all this crap and milk and all this other stuff that destroys the minerals in your body. Cause they do destroy minerals in your body, water, poor quality water, milk, soda. These are acids. They go in your body. They leach your body of minerals. When you leach your body of minerals, your testosterone levels drop. So as an adult, once you hit 30, 35 years old, you're like, shit, I got low testosterone levels. What the hell do I do? Yeah. Let me go on TRT for the rest of my life. So that's my rant on it, but it's out of hand right now. TRT, everybody's going on TRT. It is out of hand. So before you do it, you know, just give it a shot, guys. Give it a shot at fixing your, your root issues. I'll let Rick uh give his uh two cents.
1: Yeah, so TRT, guys are getting on TRT almost at any age that you feel like it. Yeah, we're talking about doctor prescribed TRT, right? Yeah, but you could you could be in your mid-twenties, uh, go to go to a TRT clinic, your t- testosterone levels be twice the higher the normal range. And just tell the doctor, hey man, I've been injecting, I've been j- injecting testosterone on my own. I want to stop injecting black market testosterone. I'm afraid it has heavy metals, contaminants, pesticides in there. And I'd like you to prescribe me enough testosterone so that I, so that I can stay at the higher range of normal, and not crash, and not get depressed, and not have libido problems and all the problems that are going to come with me, le- dropping the testosterone fully. Can we do that? And chances are the doctor, good TRT clinic, he's going to say, yeah, I'm going to prescribe you 100 mg a week, something along those lines. And you come in for testing in about a month or two, and your testosterone levels need to be at the higher range of normal. If they're above normal, I'm going to pull your script because you can't be taking other stuff with, along with this script. If they're at the higher range of normal, which is where I want to put you at, then I'll continue to give you that same script for testosterone. Talk about TRT, testosterone replacement therapy, because hormone replacement therapy really, it's a broader term for everything from growth hormone, peptides, you know, other, you're you're adding other, other hormones, not just testosterone. But for testosterone, for TRT, for testosterone replacement therapy, the only thing you'll ever be prescribed is testosterone. Anovar, Nandrolone, which a doctor can prescribe to you. Are there for other ailments? Even if your testosterone levels are normal, you can get a script for for Anivar, for Oxandrolone if you have other medical issues going along with it. I just mentioned that on the last on the last subject we just discussed. So it's really important for you to understand and know what your what your testosterone situation is. So uh, TRT nowadays, any age, pretty much any you, age, you you can go get TRT. Um, and, and it sucks the way I'm going to describe this, but it is, if, if you go, if you're 25, and you go to the doctor, and your testosterone levels are normal, chances are you're not going to get testosterone replacement therapy because your levels are normal. But that same 25-year-old goes to the doctor with higher than normal testosterone levels, higher than normal, says, I've been using steroids. I want to get off of testosterone. I want you to put me on testosterone to have higher, to have high, high range of normal levels, then you might get a script. Then you're actually in the ballpark to get in a script, a good hormone replacement therapy, special, a doctor, a good doctor that specializes in hormone replacement therapy should not or would not ask you to let your testosterone levels crash and to provide a, a lower than normal testosterone level test crashed from your cycle in order for him to prescribe. He would help give you a soft landing and put you on a TRT dose as long as you promise to stop injecting testosterone so that in a month or two you can provide a test a, a test a blood test that'll show that you're in the high range of normal so pretty much at any age um naturally and 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 hopefully what age would you want to put yourself on t r t you wouldn't you you don't want to put yourself at t r in t r t at any age hopefully if you're Testosterone, if your testes are just aren't making some, make sure you get on the orbals first. Change your lifestyle. Sleep more. Eat better. Stop eating processed foods. Go organic. You know, stay away from from any kind of chemicals and pesticides. It's a lot easier than you think to stay away from it. Look, a lot of guys like to play golf. Golf courses are full of pesticides. Okay. A lot of, you know, there's just different, there are different things you can do to make sure that your body makes higher than normal testosterone levels. If you want to dabble in a little bit of steroids and then get off the steroids and not take anything for a while, then do the steroids and then do herbals, herbals, steroids, herbals. It's kind of what I do. You know, I I take herbals pretty much, I'd say six to eight months out of the year, maybe more. and And I'm on steroids probably nowadays about three, maybe four months out of the year, usually about three, three months out of the year. I run maybe one or two short cycles every year just to get me where I uh, just to keep me where I need to be. And then the rest of the time I'm on, I'm on herbals. It's what I'm doing at 40. I might, I might be look, I might be on herbals eight months out of the year, nine months out of the year, steroids for the three months out of the year, and then peptides nine months out of the year. Sometimes peptides with steroids, sometimes peptides with, with herbals, but I'm going to start messing with peptides now going into 40 because it's about that time. So I guess I gave a broad answer here, Steve, uh, uh, to, to take it back to the beginning. What age are get guys getting prescribed testosterone replacement therapy? Pretty much any age you kind of want. Um, should, well, what age should guys get testosterone replacement therapy? You shouldn't, you shouldn't. You should not ever get into a situation where you need to take a shot in order to just be normal, you'd want to really address the lifestyle issues, the environmental issues, health issues, address them in any way you can before you just get, get on the, on the pipe, man, get on, on the, on the testosterone shots every, every week, every other week. And as far as um, what Steve said, I just wanted to comment on what you said about all of our pets being on medications, everybody being on medication. Look, you got a couple of things going on. One, you have a lot of environmental issues. And second, we've basically removed natural selection from the equation. So once you remove natural selection from the equation through chemistry, through medicine, through uh, through just lifestyle changes, now you have a lot of people and a lot of pets, animals walking around that maybe wouldn't have survived if they didn't get huge shots of antibiotics and, and medications early on in their life. You got a lot of people and a lot of animals, organisms living uh, to old age and reproducing to old age, passing down faulty genes, you know, genes that wouldn't have survived uh, certain diseases, certain changes in weather, which would, just wouldn't have made it because natural selection would have picked us out a long time ago. Look, I'm one of them. I've had, had a lot of issues with my lungs, in, in infections in my lungs as a child. Uh, ear, nose, and throat infections very early on in my life. And the only thing that kept me alive, kept me from fucking dying, is just copious amounts of antibiotics that I received at that age. Had had antibiotics not been available then and technology not been where it was at when I was a young man, I would have died off and I wouldn't have had three kids, all three of which have also had lung issues and ear, nose, and throat infections uh, very early in their lives it's just the way it is. So it's one of the reasons why we get a lot of people on, on medication. And also look, once you've made it to a certain age, you really ought to manipulate your health naturally through good foods, good lifestyle, good mental state, as well as what you put in your body. You really want to really want to be that guy. You know, you really want to make sure to to, to heal your body naturally through the foods that you eat, through your lifestyle, and through your thoughts, to just your, your, your thought pattern, your mood, your attitude towards life, you know, because we're already at a loss. We're already, we've natural selection has been out the window for humans for a couple thousand years already, more, a few thousand years. Humans have had no natural selection really affecting them to, that, to, a, to a great degree. And then we developed antibiotics. In between the two world wars, antibiotics were just, you know, around World War time, antibiotics came on the scene. And then you really had a bunch of you really had a bunch of people uh, surviving diseases that would have wiped them out otherwise. So um that's just my my, my little uh spiel on on response to what you said, Steve, about about a factors making us weak and, and our pets being on
0: medication. It's you know,
1: it's what you get, I
0: guess. So we are we are getting weaker as a species then. We are. It's just like our pets, you know, when a when a cat gets old and it starts slowing down and stuff and it's sick, you know, it's it's going to get eaten by or killed by another cat that wants its territory. But our house cat doesn't have that. So it'll just it will just keep living and we would basically take care of it and give it all the drugs it needs to to prolong its life. And you know, and so yeah, that's an excellent point for sure. So yeah, we're one-
1: going we're we're going to start swinging into depopulation now, because what ends up happening is uh, when when countries and people uh, become more affluent, we gain we we have more money, more knowledge. Then you want to have less kids. It's it's really only humans with lower, way lower levels of education opportunities and wealth that are having a lot of kids most people that are educated, affluent you know get to the higher echelons of of society in any degree are the people that are deciding so to, what are you
0: saying that you're on uneduc- so what are you saying that you're not uneducated <laughs>
1: <laughs> well i have i have uh i have three children uh and there's three three of us so it's two women, myself, three kids, three children. So, when you look at it that way, um, we've only we're only having one child per person, and that's wow. that's you know that's along the lines of of neutral to depopulation. Now you have sometimes couples that only have one child, or couples that have no children. That's kind of along the lines of what you get. Look, if you if you only have one child per person. Uh, if each couple only has two kids, we're still depopulating because there are people that are going to die without having enough children. So, you know, we're, we're really are on that depopulation. Uh, yeah. depopulation. So I'm
0: surprised. I'm surprised you said that I you're going to go in the other direction because our fertility rates are dropping substantially. Um, in the United States, there's actually a sper- sperm shortage. So and one of the reasons of that is all the things we've discussed all the things we've discussed have led to a storm storm. So what's going to happen over time, if this continues, is nature will basically punish us and we won't be able to reproduce anyone. I actually made a movie about this.
1: Um, people people that want to get pregnant and get and in, 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 in create new children because they can't uh, physically, science will give them away too. Science will give, even if you, you don't have to have a lot of money, uh, even uh, a lot of procedures, a lot of medications like Clomid, are very very inexpensive uh, for people to have when they want to have children. So, even there 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 aren't you're not going to find a huge number of couples out there that want to conceive and can't. Uh, there are also you know embryo amp- I mean there's just so many things science and can provide to give people a chance to create new lives. That and for the for the purpose of the conversation now, we're talking about population, right? Um, adopting is probably not, doesn't come into the picture. We're talking about creating new lives. So yeah, I mean, if you, if you have the education levels and a and little bit of the money don't don't need a lot, a ton, you can create new life, even if there's a problem with sperm count and all that. But no, apparently um, from everything I've been seeing, it's only people that have less access to education, less access to the internet, less access to healthcare that are actually having more children, people that have the opportunities to, 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 to go to college, that have the opportunities for, to further their education, access to the internet, access to to medical, um, to medical care, those people are having less children, are either having no children or one child per couple or two children per couple, which still puts us in a realm of depopulation if, if a, a couple only has two children, two offspring.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting topic. We'll have to talk about that in the next one. Uh, so, next one, I want to bring you in early on this one. Next one i to talk about is can you make a living in bodybuilding? So, Rick, I believe that you are making a living in bodybuilding. I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I think you were a, a Bitcoin investor, you were, we were talking about a couple of weeks ago. But, like, are you, you know, you make a living in bodybuilding, right? Am I wrong?
1: No, you could definitely make, I would call it just fitness, general fitness. Can you make a living in fitness? Fuck yeah. Look, you can make a living doing anything you want. Any hobby that you have, that's a hobby, you're most likely spending money to exercise that hobby. Somebody is making money from that money you're spending on your hobby, whatever it is. Like you like to take your cat out for a walk on a leash. I'm sure that guy who made the leash that you purchased to take your cat out on walks because you like to put a leash on your cat. <laughs> he, I'm sure he made some, he made some money there right? Because you like to put your cat on a leash and have him climb a tree, <laughs> right? So look, even making leashes for cats is something you make money at. So if fitness is something you are interested in, bodybuilding, can you make a living as a bodybuilder? Fuck yeah, you can make a living as a bodybuilder. If you're a good top level guy and you can win some shows, look, now you got social so you can get endorsement deals. Um, look, this is a, a huge uh uh, Psalms, uh manufacturer, uh, supplement guy, enhanced athlete Uh, They're now sponsoring the Mr. Olympia. Big Ramy is being sponsored by them. And I'm sure he's getting a good bit of money for it. Uh, Big Ramy also spends a good bit of money on his cycles, I'm sure, before he steps on stage. But that that money that he spent on his cycles to get that big to go on stage, he now gets to make back. Not in prize money because shows don't pay that much, but... He gets to make it back now in endorsement deals, endorsing uh, supplement companies. If you're not that high level where you're winning shows and getting a bunch of money to, to represent a supplement company, you can have people that you train. You can have people that you consult. You can have smaller brands and smaller companies that you help push through your social, through, through, uh, through whatever you do. I mean, look, even if you never competed in your fucking life, but you're good at taking pictures at, at, at promoting stuff like this, this, this girl, uh, I can't remember where she's from. uh can that girl with the long tongue and the black eyes. I don't think she's ever competed, but she looks fucking incredible. And she gets paid a good bit of money to be featured on her stuff. Even at a lower level, you have guys and girls that never competed. Don't have a shit ton of followers, but are willing to put in the work to get educated and to come in and help people with their training, with their diet, and help them come along, help them bring themselves along. Those guys are also making a, a living in fitness, bodybuilding, whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, there is, there's so many ways to make a, a living, bodybuilding, fitness, helping people get somewhere. That it's, it's just, it's, it's, you just got to put your mind into it. And the way it works, guys, is the way everything works. You you have a regular job. Most people will have a regular job that we make money in. Then we're going to spend that money on things that we like. Obviously, things we need, but things that we like. So um, there are going to be people going to the regular day-to-day jobs. They work some company, construction, finance, insurance, whatever. And then when they're off from work, they're going to come and see you. They're going to come and see you. For for if you look good and you're a big bodybuilder for entertainment, if you're a trainer help with training, if you're a supplement guy for help with their nutrition, if you're a nutritionist, diet programs, they're going to take some of the money that they make in their day to day grind and spend it on something they like, which is making themselves as fit and as healthy uh, and look good as they possibly can. So you just got to find the angle. There's really today it's easier than it's ever been to make money and fitness it's just it's absolutely just it doesn't matter which way you slice it whether you're trying to compete it's more competitions now and leagues big leagues now than ever whether you're trying to gain a following because you have a great body look social just just go do that now your cell phone you can buy a cell phone that you can carry in your pocket with you that'll take pictures just as good as a professional photographer could if you got decent enough lighting and a good cell phone you're you got your own walking around studio. You just go, 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 go get out to the masses. You can now become a personal trainer uh, online. You can become a nutritionist. Get all your certificates, your certificates, all your stuff online. You can have a podcast about fitness the way uh, Steve and I do, and have a, a big sponsor like Need to Build Muscle. Need to Build Muscle sponsors the podcast. We sell supplements for all you guys that are out there taking steroids. That's my niche. My company needs to build muscle, and I and I, I help guys that are taking steroids. Make sure to create this content for them. Make sure to help them out when you guys reach out to me, and you have questions about your cycle, about your orders. I always help everybody out. There's just a lot of ways now to do this, um, and to and to really, we're getting to that point now in, in human evolution, social evolution, fi- the, the evolution of finances the democratisation of finances of the economy basically that there shouldn't be any any pe- anybody out there doing a job they hate everyone should be able to do something they love to make and make a damn good living doing it because the barriers to entry are are pretty much all gone for the most part everywhere you just have to be be good at it look there was a time where you had to have a a studio rep in the music industry, believing you and invest money in you to put you out there. It was impossible to get yourself out there or very hard to get yourself out there. Now, after SoundCloud, anybody can get out there without waiting for a studio to, to, to do it for them. And look, and even SoundCloud has come forward with some of their numbers and there's still only about 5, 10% of the people that are posting content on SoundCloud getting 90% of the plays. And the other 90% of the people are getting 10% of the place because you still got to be good. Even though the barriers to entry are gone, you still got to be good. So something like SoundCloud where you could just publish your music however you want and millions of millions of people across the world have access to it, your music still has to be good, but you're not going to get any place. You're not going to fucking go anywhere. So all you have to do now is there there are no barriers to entries and there's nobody you have to ask for permission and do anything you want nowadays you just go and do it. All of the information on how to do what you want to do, most most of all of it is going to be free. And once you're doing whatever it is you want to do, being able to get out to more people that are interested in what you're doing is also going to be pretty much free. You just have to be good. You have to be good and be able to put in the work. But you have to be competent and you have to be resilient and put in the hard work. And you can pretty much make a living doing anything you really feel like it, including bodybuilding. And this is, you know, this this goes for almost everybody. You know, I, I would say you have to be really careful if you're an older guy, 30s, 40s, 50s, I'd be real careful trying to switch lanes. You know, you've been an accountant your whole life and now you're you want to become a, a fitness coach or a fitness guy and you're 40 something. It's not impossible, but you better be damn good because you're going to be in competition with guys like me and Steve that have been lifting weights and reading muscle media and reading Dan Duchesne since we were 13 so you want to be you want to really love what you're going to do and you want to be really good at it you want to be good good at it because you're competing against people now that love what they're doing that that do this on a daily like me and Steve we're, were reading books about steroids i was reading El Rea, building the perfect beast chemical muscle enhancement steve is a big uh nelson montana fan he was reading bottom line bodybuilding from, from nelson montana we were, we were we were on elite fitness posting and, and learning and sharing com- sharing conversations about steroids before we ever made a dime at it before steve and i ever made a fucking penny with anything to do in the fitness industry we were out there talking to people, sharing information, arguing with people about what we thought the, the real chemistry or the real training or real diet was, where there was no money on the table for it. So this is why we get to now step up to the plate and do it and actually make a little bit of scratch doing it because we were just willing to do it and we love it and we were willing to get out there and do it before there was, there was any incentive behind it. You know, like when, when Steve first bought Nelson Montana's uh, bottom line bodybuilding book, he wasn't reading it for a class or because he was going to take a test. He was reading it because he wanted to get educated, wanted to learn from one of the pioneers, one of the best. So, you know, same same thing with me. I, I read Nelson's books, author Alrea, got Rest His Soul, Chemical Muscle Enhancement, read that book front to back probably four times. Building the Perfect Beast, went through that one too. Bill Well and stuff. We're reading these things, these books, before we ever knew there was ever going to be, before we ever knew somebody would want to pay us money to understand these things. And that's who you're going to be competing against in the world. So make sure you're going to be good if you're going to do it.
0: Yeah, I just want to echo uh, Rick and a lot of good points. If you're waking up every morning um, hating your life, you know, that's not a life to live. So, um, you know, sometimes, though, people make mistakes in life, and it helps them in the wrong direction, and it takes one mistake to really screw yourself. So, you young guys listening to this, just, you know, you got you to gotta think things through and be smart and just set goals. And, you know, whatever you want to do, whatever your niche is, if your niche happens to be bodybuilding, then you need to find a job in it. What you can do, you know, Rick touched on this. Is you can have a regular job. I had, I a girl who's an artist. She's a great artist, but being an artist is very hard to make a living uh, in, in art. Um, it's not something that you can really monetize uh, too well um, at first, especially. So, you know, I told her this advice. I said, you know, you got to have a job, a normal job that pays the bills, and then you can do the art on the side. There's nothing preventing you from still doing something you love even if you can't monetize it. And it's not all about money either. You know, a teacher, elementary school teacher, they don't make shit, but they do it because they love the kids. They love their kids. They're doing something to educate these kids, right? That get, They get a self-satisfaction from it, but they don't get paid shit. And that's a, that's, a, that's a fuck up of our society that teachers don't make anything, but a hedge fund manager makes millions. That's a fuck up of our society, But at the end of the day, you know, teachers still they wake up early every morning, they go to they go to school, they come home late, they grade papers all weekend. I know I dated one, I dated an elementary school teacher, fucking ridiculous. But at the end of the day, they love doing it. And if they love doing it, then that's going to motivate them. But if you're doing something, you wake up every morning, you hate doing, you hate your life, you hate, you know, where you live, you hate your wife, you hate your girlfriend, you hate your boyfriend, whatever and you're sleeping next to someone you can't stand anymore that's a miserable life it's the same thing with a job if you wake up every morning and you don't want to get up out of bed because you hate your fucking job god that's fucking miserable at the end of the day yeah okay if it's paying your bills put up with it but you need to do something else get something else fired up that you can go eric brings up a good point with the internet now and zoom and all this technology we have i mean we got electric car industry booming. There's guys working for Tesla as auto mechanics for Tesla. They're making good. They're making some good cash working for Tesla versus working at a, some other auto mechanic, shitty, you know, uh, auto mechanic company. So, I mean, look into that, look into upgrading who you're working for. Your, your boss has to be someone who values your work. If they don't value your work and they pay you shit, then you're not going to be motivated to go to work. Are you? So like I went to Home Depot the other day and I was going to buy some patio furniture and the people working there, they couldn't even get off their fat ass to help me get the fucking thing off the fucking top of the thing. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous. They're not motivated because they don't get paid shit. Why should they be motivated? They don't give a fuck. They don't give a fuck about me buying that product. They don't make a commission off of that. So why would they care? So that's another thing. Do a job it's not a dead-end job like that do a job that you're gonna that's gonna you're gonna work hard at it you're gonna excel at it and you're gonna advance at it there's a future in it not a job like that where you're just getting paid every you know per hour a shitty wage and you're miserable and you don't want to do anything because you got no incentive to do anything like who gives a shit the manager working there doesn't give a shit either so you know so Try, try to do something, you know, that you enjoy doing every morning. Rick, Rick is exactly right. You have to wake up every morning loving it. And if you love bodybuilding, you really, really love it. And I'm not talking about, you know, um, you're just someone who likes to look at fucking dudes in bikinis on stage, okay? That's not loving bodybuilding. I'm talking about loving it the way Rick and I love it. We love doing these podcasts. We love educating people and sharing knowledge on this stuff. Then, yes, there is an opportunity for you, definitely, to To get into it for sure, having flexibility is also very important. Guys, don't get tied down at a young age. And by tied down, I mean don't you know whatever you want to use. You know, don't have kids at a young age. Don't get married at a young age. Don't live in you know uh, a town that you don't want to live in at a front, you know at a young age. Uh, get an education. Very very important. Get a skill. Get a trade. At a young age, while you're young, while you're still living with your parents and they're paying all the bills, that's the time for you to get your education. That's the time to learn a skill and a trade. Because if you move out of your parents' house and you don't got a skill, you don't got a trade, you're not going to make it. You're not going to be able to do what you want to do. You're going to have to work a job that you probably hate for a very low wage that's going to barely pay your, that, that's barely gonna pay your bills. And you're not going to be able to have extra time to do what you really love. So be flexible. Uh, very very important and again not everybody has those opportunities um unfortunately like some people they have one parent in prison and one parent on drugs or they're they have a parent that's a single mother who can barely they she can't afford to help you uh send you to college and stuff so it's not that easy for any everybody we have a very inequitable uh society especially You know, in the United States, uh, one of the worst situations right now is the United States with the the rich versus poor gap that's going on right now, especially with the pandemic. It's getting worse. So we have a huge inequity there. But at the end of the day, um, you really have to just wake up every morning, enjoy what you love. I enjoyed going to college. Like I look forward to it. A lot of people hate school. I loved it. I love going to college and learning stuff. You know, so maybe you need to change your college, maybe go to a different college, get transferred to a different city, you know, get drop your class, go get a class with a professor who's cool. I mean, they have ratings online. You can look up the professors now. So there really is no reason for you to wake up every morning miserable. So, all right, guys. So the last one, we have five minutes left, Rick. I know you want to get to this one. Uh, I guess you got upset because a girl ghosted you or something. Tell us about that.
1: <laughs> so, um, I have a, a buddy of mine's that I uh train with sometimes. Young guy, early twenties, just fresh out of school, and um, he was really hot on this girl that he met. Uh, he met her this year, just a couple couple months ago, and they hit it off pretty pretty quickly, pretty early on. They hit it off. They went ahead and they. You know they were um they were almost an item. They didn't really make it official, but they were going out for a little while. And then she started acting weird, basically almost like ghosting him. You know he's um and he doesn't listen to the podcast. Um, him and I train, but we got our earphones on. We don't we don't really talk a, a whole lot. And then uh just a few days ago, he kind of you know I seen he was kind of bothered and he was really texting a lot. And I said, man, you all right? Everything's all right? He's like, man. This bitch is playing games. <laughs> so this he said, this bitch is playing games. I know exactly what, what he was going through. So um, basically, you know, him and I had to talk about everything that I was going through. And really, I, I, I gave him some good advice. He had already fucked some things up. But I gave him some good advice on what not to do. Because women will, will do this. Women will do this. You'll, you'll, you'll meet her. You'll be hanging out. Things just seem sweet for weeks. And then all of a sudden, they just shut off. It's it's like night and day. You know, they start acting different. And I don't think women realize they're doing this. They're not consciously doing it. But they're subconsciously, they're testing you. They're, they're testing your your manhood. They're trying to figure out if you're a bitch or if you're a real man. And so um, he already fucked some things up. Like he had, like, he done what most guys do when a female... Pulls away, which I'll I'll go over some of it here One, he apologized He thought he'd done something to upset her When he um, really hadn't done shit But he thought, oh, maybe she was really upset About this this one thing I did that day Maybe she was upset about The way I worded this text A few days ago And that's kind of, no, man Don't apologize If she starts pulling away, do not fucking apologize That's going to make you look even weaker It's going to make you look like a real bitch If you do something wrong, you'd be a real man. You apologize at the moment, right at the spot that you do it. That's a real man. But if she's pulling away and then you start in your brain thinking of things that could have happened to offend her and trying to apologize for all that shit that she might have already forgotten about that's real, that's a real bitch move. Also sent her flowers at at the job, sent her flowers at the job, gave her a, a gift. She'd lost her. Her uh, ear pods or something, replace them $250 something dollar item. It just just big gift. Don't fucking do that. Especially if she's pulling away. If you want to give a lady a gift, it's because she's deserving of it. She's giving you her time, her energy, her love. And so you you're you're sharing some of your uh, some of your hard work with her through gifts, but not not because she's pulling away. You don't fucking do that. That that pressures her even more. He also did another thing that men do that's really stupid. He he kind of declared his love, confessed to her. He said, you know, I, I don't know what's going on. You're pulling away. I really do like you. I really do love you. You know, I, I care about you. I got feelings for you. This is serious. You know, I'll change for you. Don't fucking do any of that. Don't confess your fucking, you don't confess your love that way. You don't do it. You show your love. You don't You don't say shit like that, especially when she's pulling away, dude. You can say things like that. If you're staring into each other's eyes, the moonlight, candlelight dinner, something, you're in that road. You could say stuff like that. Now when she's pulling away in a fucking text. It's just going to make her even more crazy. Um, He started, you know, being more, trying more. And then finally, the, the moment that I spoke to him, he says, bitches playing games. He was, don't, don't ever talk to me again. I'm, I'm done with you. Don't talk to me again. What's wrong with you? Why are you changing? What's different? And he asked her, he said, what's wrong? And she said, nothing. So, so don't do any of those things. Okay, guys, I know we have a lot of younger guys that listen to the podcast, a lot of divorced men that listen to the podcast. I had a guy that I'm, I'm became friendly with because, you know, he's a customer for my supplement brand. And then one day we got into a conversation and he, Told me he'd been dating now This woman he'd been dating for months And she kind of changed it up on him And I had to, to bring him down to reality Because he did a lot of these things So here's what you do when You're meeting a girl Going out with her, woman Month or two months And then she starts pulling away for no reason Pulling away, not answering texts back right away Canceling dates, doing dumb shit like that Here's what you do You don't do a fucking thing You just keep working on yourself Working on your gym grind, working on your on your job or your career or your business. And you keep going out and meeting more people and spend time hanging out with with people, with women, with other bros that do value your time, that do get back to you, that do keep up plans. And you leave her the fuck alone. You don't announce that you're leaving. You don't play cold, hard games. You don't, you don't sit there and try to make her feel anything. That's not the point. See, that's where you fuck up. She's pulling away. If she's acting weird, if she's drawing, do nothing to try to make her feel anything. As soon as as your your head goes to to thinking that something you're going to do or say is going to do something or touch something in this person's heart or mind, you're fucking lost. You're already, no, fuck her. You don't think about making her feel anything. You think about yourself making yourself feel well. So you're feeling some rejection. You're feeling a sense of loss. You're feeling maybe a little bit of jealousy, whatever it is. Don't try to make her feel shit. you make yourself feel better. You, keep, you, you get stronger in your gym grind. You put that cycle together, make sure you, sh- you hit some shit. Go out and meet more people, reconnect with more people, uh, bros, ladies. you know, just go spend time with people that appreciate you and your time, even if it's just friendship and it's not really anything anything uh, uh, romantic. Just go with, just go hang out and spend family parents. Brothers, sisters, kids, cousins, just spend the time with the people that really care about you and work on yourself. And when you do that, what will end up happening is since you're not after her, since you're not calling her, since you're not trying to do or say things to to make her feel a certain way or change her mind, she's automatically going to start looking for you again. If there was anything there to begin with, if there was any sort of connection, she'll start looking for you again. Look, there are many reasons why a female can pull away. Maybe an old an ex-boyfriend is back in the picture. Maybe she's going through something emotionally. Maybe she's afraid of getting too close to you. And she unconsciously starts testing you to see if you're just a bitch and you're gonna start doing any of these dumb things, apologize, give her gifts, declare your love, you know, break up with her when you're mad. I mean, just nah, dude. Soon as this person is doing anything to throw you off your zone, throw you of your center. You just start, you have to start looking inward and say, okay, what can I do to make myself feel better? And what can I do so that I'm not affected by this person's behavior? And that, that always will include being a in good places, socially being a good places, being in a good phase, health-wise, being in a good, in a good opportunities, monetary wise, work-wise, all those things. And that's kind of what I told my, my little bro here that I, that I, I Meet up with at the gym sometimes I said dude If you do anything Or say anything To make this lady feel any kind of way Hoping she'd, she'd come back She'd go back to being the way The person she, she was Last couple of months You're doing it wrong You have to look inward You're the one with the problem You're feeling some type of way Because she's acting some type of way Now you're feeling some type of way You shouldn't let your emotions Be bothered by the way this person is acting Especially If they're not even behaving in a, in a a way that you're, that you're really happy with. So what you need to do is leave them the fuck alone, step back and just work on yourself. And when she texts you, when she talks to you via text, just say, Hey, great to hear from you. Let's, let's make a fun date. If she's down to go out with you somewhere. Great. If she doesn't want to go, then don't fucking sit there and text back and forth with her. Don't give her a bunch of your time. And if she says, Oh, you're great. Let's just be friends. Um, I would say, no, fuck you. I don't want to be your friend. We already had something going. We're going, we're going to be something, or we're not going to be anything. We can modify what we have. Maybe we can have an open relationship, something casual. Maybe we can modify what we had, but I'm not going to be your girlfriend now after, you know, after having had you as a man, you know, after having had you the way. I wanted to have you now I have to sit there and be your girlfriend and you're going to tell me about other guys you're dating and fuck that we're not we're not doing any of that. So you you're welcome to say hi and check in anytime you want. You're welcome or go hang out if we're going to hang out and do something fun and and you know what I want out of things, but I'm not going to be your buddy. I'm not going to be your girlfriend. And that's pretty much it, man. I just thought I'd throw that out there because uh, a lot of guys go through this. A lot of dudes out there divorced with kids. Jeez, um, I'm one of them. <laughs> uh, a lot of younger men uh, figuring out their way around this, this whole round. So it's just one thing to know. And why do women pull back? It's probably a a rant for another podcast. So keep listening to the podcast and I'll tell you guys exactly why a lot of women pull away, even though things seem to be going great, even though you're, you're, you're making a connection, even though it seems awesome, even though there are no huge events that would make her pull away, she just boom gone, just pulls away. And then, and then with the things that you do in reaction to her pulling away, you push her away even more. I will we'll go over that in another podcast, but I just thought I, I throw that out. There's a good long conversation I had with somebody this week. And I, so I was having it and I'm like, Oh dude, I've got to put this on the podcast. Like well, bro's got to know.
0: I think I, my two cents on this really quick um, is that there's red flags or it should be red flags. When you go out the first three dates, you go on with with a person should be red flags. Does she flake out on any of the dates? Is she showing up late to the dates? does she not remember things that you had talked about on your first date or your second date? Like if she doesn't know by the third date that you don't have kids or you have kids and she's still asking you, Oh, do you have kids? Something's wrong. There's something wrong there. Um, A lot of times, you know, uh, with internet dating, you know, she's dating 10, 15 other guys at the same time. So you're talking about pulling back. She could have went out, you could be number two on the list. And she's really got her eye set on number one. Number one might be, you know, uh, someone she's more attracted to. You know, you could be number two. So if that number one guy says, hey, let's go out on Saturday night, but you had already planned a date for Saturday night, guess what? She's going to flake out on you. She's going to be like, oh, I uh, I got to go um, meet my mom for dinner or meet my mom's friend for dinner or my kid's sick or any of these excuses that they come up with and they've used on me before. You know, and that's what it is. So you got to look at those red flags, guys. If that's, if she's doing that, I, my, my rule is just cut her off, cut her off right away. Cause she's going to be doing that with you. Even if you guys progress into a relationship, relationship, long-term marriage, she's going to keep playing those types of, she's going to be like that with you. People are consistent is my point. So, I mean, look for those red flags guys. If she's showing up 15 minutes, 30 minutes late for a date, she's going to be showing up 15, 30 minutes for everything, for the rest of your life. She's going to be one of those chicks that show up late for the wedding one day. So I mean, it's consistency, guys. It's consistency with 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 people. I'm Look a, for these red flags. I'm going to throw I something really... into
1: something. I'm going to throw something into something you said, just a couple responses. Very true as far as her canceling dates, showing up late. Look, if she doesn't value you or your time enough uh, to make you at least a, a a priority for the day, you know, we got a day on Friday. So Friday Steve's my priority right like unless she's got enough respect for you to make you that priority um, then you don't need to you don't need to be investing your feelings into her because like steve said She could just be into somebody else and there's nothing you can do or say really To make her you can do and say a lot of things to make a girl dislike you You can't really do or say too many things to make a girl like you She's gonna like you for who you are as a person uh, and and how you behave obviously, but but if she doesn't like you for whatever reason Or she's into somebody else You're not going to reason your way into her heart Like you're not going to sit there with a girl That's between you and another guy And give her uh, You know give her uh, Logical reasons Or somehow project your Your feelings on her somehow to make her like you That shit's not going to fucking happen So if she's Showing up late not not getting there she's She's canceling dates She's flaking the fuck out uh, she's she's you know you take her on date she's on her fucking phone all the time doesn't care about anything you're saying doesn't remember any, any of this shit that you guys might might talk about then dude she she she's not into you bro just 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 more reason for you not to waste another fucking minute or another dime taking this girl out anywhere and also re- her remembering stuff about you listen dude let me, let me give you this this really is like a like a, a, a almost a dirty secret on how to get women. When you go out with women on dates, ask her everything about her. Remember everything she tells you and try to, to give her as little about yourself as you can. Okay? Don't tell her about your issues with your ex. Don't tell her about issues with the kids, Nothing. Don't lie. But also don't sit there and, and spill your guts like you're trying to tell her, tell her ahead of time everything she's going to be facing. You don't fucking do any of that. You go out with a girl, you ask her everything, you keep her talking. They love to yap, yap, just keep her talking. And then when she says something, ask a follow up question, and then ask a follow up question to the follow up question. And when she asks you about yourself, you volunteer as little as you can, turn it into a joke, laugh it off a little bit, change the conversation, and then circle right back to her. If you're doing things right by the third date, this girl's gonna think you're wonderful, this girl's gonna think you're great. And you didn't even have to do anything. You just had to show up, ask her about about herself and remember everything she said and give as little as you can about yourself as possible. You want to be a bit of a mystery. Women actually like a guy who's a mystery. Women like the chore of having to open a guy up and understand him. So don't try to rationalize anything with her. Don't tell her about your baggage. Don't tell her about any any of it. Try to shut the fuck up. Okay, shut the fuck up and just listen to her, ask her about herself, keep her talking, and and you'll be fine. As soon as you start talking too much, saying too much, telling her too many things, you're going to talk her right out of liking you. Listen, women women can and will fall in love with a guy who's a fucking failure. We've all seen them. We've all had to compete against that guy who's just a fucking dirtball and she loved him for no reason. We've all had that competition going, right? If this was about logic and women were logically thinking about what guy they were going to be with, then we wouldn't have – we would never see that. But we see the, the, these women that are that are top-notch women that are hanging out with fucking losers, in love with losers, right? So don't think that you have to – that on a date it's somehow – to your benefit to go in there and, and, and throw that on paper or all your good trades or your bad trades, put yourself out on paper. Fuck that. What you need to do on these dates is make her feel in a good way. Make her feel great. Don't rationalize her in her head. Like, oh, if I tell her about my, my achievements, man, she's going to like me. No, fuck that. Make her feel like she's somebody special, somebody important. Even if you have to shut the fuck up about all the things you've achieved in life, you just make her feel great about herself. You know, you you have to create a feeling within her, and you do not do not go into a date trying to rationalize and project yourself and and have convincing phrases. Fuck all of that. They they, they women don't function like that. Okay, if women really function like that. They, you wouldn't see a lot, of, a lot of top shelf women with loser fucking boyfriends, okay? That wouldn't happen if women were rational. Women, when it comes to romance, they have to feel a certain way about somebody. And maybe the guy who's a fucking loser on paper, maybe he makes her feel great when they're out, when they're in bed. Maybe he, even if the guy is toxic, it's a toxic guy and she tries to leave him, but she can't, maybe he makes her feel like she, she should be punished. And having him, on you know, having her as him as as a partner, is what she deserves. I mean, you don't, you know, there's so many fucking twisted things that can go in a person's mind when it comes to relationships. That you have to remember that you're not gonna don't sit there and try to rationalize with this lady. Don't try to sit there and and resume your way and you know job interview your way into into a position as her boyfriend. No, fuck that. You go in there, you make her feel things, make her feel good about herself you make her feel great you make her feel fun you make her feel like she's interesting you make her feel like she's being listened to make her feel all these things then you then you get you then you get to where you need to go never rationalize a fucking thing with her don't don't go in there trying to do that you because you're just gonna do and say things that are gonna talk her right out of liking you talk her right the fuck out of liking you you're already sitting there on a date second third date so you know there is some interest. You know she, she's, she's down to fool around. Don't fuck it up by talking too much about yourself and giving away too many things about yourself, which is going to just talk her right out of liking you. You sit there and you ask her everything. You Laugh at her fucking jokes. You make some jokes of your own. She, she's really interesting. She's really beautiful. She's really, you know, everything, you, 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 everything that she wants to feel like, you make her feel that way. And you do it in a, and look, and you shouldn't be out there, you know, gassing her head up, lying on her if she's really not all of that. Because bottom line is you shouldn't be wasting your time on a date if she's not all of that. She's just a bum bitch. You shouldn't be on on a date with her. If you're on a date with her, second, third date with her, it's because you feel some type of special way about this, this lady, right? So then you make her feel how you perceive her without too many words, with just, actions and just the way the energy that you throw out at her you should you should only be out on a date your precious time and your precious money you should only be out on a date with a chick that's really worth it that's really all of that and you make her feel that way but you know don't 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 go out with bum bitches just because you're bored and you go out with, a, with with some some chick and and you're trying to gas her head up like that's just not genuine and that there's no future in that there's nothing good is going to come from it you date, you try to punch above your weight, or you date women that are at the level that 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 you know you wanna you wanna date. And until you find those women, you just you just chill and work on yourself and wait until the until the opportunity comes and handle it that way.
0: Yeah, flexibility I talked about it on the begin- earlier too. Flexibility is important in dating. If you if, if a girl can sense that you're desperate and um, they're they're not gonna like that, guys. Very important that you stay flexible with dating. If she's... Don't be if,
1: sad. Don't be lonely. Don't be if, sad. Don't be lonely.
0: Like if you are, a, you know, a guy, you know, you're busy, you're working um, and she's going to know, she's going to sense that she's going to like that if you're you're busy. She's going to smell those other women on you. You're dating other women, which you should be doing. If you're, if you're single, you should be dating as many women as you can. You should be dating as many women can especially now with the internet, things are changed. So she's going to sense that on you. And she's going to sense, you know, I gotta, I gotta nail this guy down. I gotta nail this guy down. So it's important to be flexible. And if a girl's giving you like acting like, like this, like this guy's story, like Rick's friend's story, if she's acting like that, I would have been gone a long time ago. I'm not going to put up with those, that, that bullshit myself. So, but I have the flexibility to do that, you know? So I have that, I have that ability. So, I don't really care. If I'm a single guy, I don't care that I'm single. So, I mean, get a, get a cat, you know, go hang out with a dog or get a cat. You won't be, you won't be lonely anymore. Get a, put a leash, put a leash on it and have it climb a tree. That's all. Yeah. Go climb in the tree with, with your cat, you know, and you won't be lonely anymore. Snuggle up with your cat at night or your dog, whatever. You won't be lonely or, you know, have, you should have, you know, uh, you should be flexible guys. And a woman can, She'll She'll be into you more if she knows that you're not like a slobbering dog who's desperate to get laid. I mean, I if you ever watch these shows, these old dating shows like um, Blind Date, remember that show Blind Date? And these guys are so pathetic on the show. It's like they're so desperate just to have sex with a girl. It's just like incredibly desperate. And it just boggles my mind because you would think like in L.A., there's so many single women, like, why are you going on a date, a blind date and just like acting all desperate with these, these chicks and they're laughing at you. And like rarely does at the end of the, the, the date and then in the show, the girl like rarely wants to go on a second date with the guy, but the guy's like, Oh, I want a second date with her for sure. It's just like, you see that inequity. It shouldn't be like that. It should be 50, 50 either. You, you know, you both want to go out with each other. Or you both don't want to go with each other. It shouldn't be always the guy wanting to go out. So if you're a type of, if you're a guy listening to this and you're always going on first dates with women and then you're following up with them and you can't get a second date, then you need to change up your game. You need to change up something you're doing for sure, because it it can't be like that because she's going out with guys and they're wanting second dates with her and she's not going out with them second time. So why is she like that? She's turning down second dates left and right, but you can't get a second date. Why is that? You want to be the one turning down second dates. That's that's where you want to get. And I didn't I didn't learn that until I got older. I didn't learn that concept until I got older. Because I used to be the one of those guys. I couldn't get a second date. And then I became, once I got older, I became the guy who was turning girls down. I felt really bad about it. Like girls would text me after dates and 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 like you know she they call me or text me after a date themselves and i just wouldn't respond to them you know i felt bad but at the end of the day i was like look you know rather than just shooting them back a text and rejecting them i just kind of ghosted them myself i was the one doing the ghosting and now rick's friend is getting ghosted you see so once that switches then you know you'll understand you know that yeah i know what i got i got my game on so so it's all about flexibility, guys, with everything. We, yeah,
1: we, one one of the things we used to have a, a saying for it when I was younger in my early twenties. It was the the old lady glow, old lady glow, which is um, a phrase I got from my uh, my buddy uh, my buddy from Florida started that, and he basically meant that when you had a girlfriend and you were really serious with a chick, that when you had that that seriousness and you were serious with a girl, that you would glow, and then. All the girls would want to want to mess with you. We want your number, we want to start talking to you. And what that is, is basically once you get into a relationship, you basically you start to you start to realize, like, hey, I already'm already with someone. Um, I'm not gonna sit here and make make a lot of work for myself by chasing after other women. So I'm just gonna chill. And if I run into a girl. If I talk to a chick, if I run into a chick at a store, I'm just going to be cool. Like I'm not, I'm not out there hunting because I got this girl at home and I can't, you know, I can't fuck around with anybody else right now. So what ends up happening is you're so laid back. You're so cool. You're so non pursuing that women just love that shit. They love it. And that makes you even more attractive. The, the fact that you're laid back and you're chilling. And the reason you're laid back and you're chilling is because you, you got an old lady, you know, you, you don't want to, you, you, you realize you'd complicate your life if you try to, you know, mess around on her with this other girl you, you're talking to at a, at a convenience store one day. And so what happens, you, you're very laid back, very nonchalant, very non-desperate, and the female picks up on that right away. She's like, oh, this guy's so nice. Oh, he's, he's so respectful. He's like, and then and you're not pursuing you're not right away asking for a phone number. If you do exchange info, you're not able to call and check up and say hi every all, all the time. Cause you cause you got an old lady. So, if you just if you just that busy and that consumed, let's say you're single. As long as you stay that busy and that consumed with your career, with your gym grind, with your goods with the good things in your life, so that you're not over pursuing, so that you're not always available, so that you're not so fucking desperate geez then you'll have that glow you know women like that women like it when you're just laid back and and you're chilling and you're not you're not fucking desperate women like that a lot so it's just uh something uh something to know
0: man and then one last thing like be sharp the way you dress be sharp because that makes a big difference so either find a chick friend that knows about fashion that can give you good advice on how to dress or find like a gay friend or something that's really, really good with fashion that can take you shopping and help you pick out sharp, good clothes. Cause that makes a huge difference. So when you leave the gym, let's say you go to the grocery store after the gym, great place to meet women. You know, you want to change. Get out of your, you know, your, your stringer and your shorts that you're wearing at the gym and dress like a fucking man and go to the gym and go to the grocery store dressed up like a man, because you may find that woman in the grocery store. And you want to be looking sharp. That makes a huge difference. How you dress makes a difference. That's another thing you young guys have to learn. There's this, there's this mantra out there like, oh, it doesn't matter what I look like. Get fucking normal. Get those fucking uh, earrings out of your nose and out of your fucking eyebrow. Okay. And get fucking normal. Stop putting tats all over your body, all over your arms, all over your fucking neck. And Some
1: women like that.
0: <laughs> but dude, at the end, of the day, get fucking. If you want, to I, I don't. Guys, I, don't I don't have rings,
1: and I'm not a tatted normal. out dude. But some women, some women love that shit. I mean, it depends. That right?
0: Look, if you, that's fine, but okay. I'm telling you guys, if you go into a business interview looking like like that, you're not gonna get get very far. Just just fucking get normal. One of the like main- that's fine. Have your fucking earrings. I don't care what you do, but just fucking try to be normal and neutral. That's what, my point. One of one the thing, things that,
1: that Steve said about dressing sharp, and I'll, I'll have to throw this in, make sure your clothes fucking fits. And I don't mean if you know if it's the style That's to be- That's a big problem. To, yeah, to a lot- the, the style to be a little bit baggy or the style to be a little bit tight. I'm just saying,
0: yes. if you- if, like, That if you is not wear- a problem. And yeah. in, in our in, in fitness, we're going to lose a lot of weight. Like when I fasted, I lost like two inches off my pants. For example, when I bulked, I fucking my shirts stop fitting me, like nice fucking shirts stop fitting me. So again, get your chick friend who knows fashion or a gay friend who knows fashion. Take them to the fucking mall, okay, and let them pick out clothes that fit you, or go there and the chick that works there have her help you. She'll be happy to help you pick out clothes, and you may end up with her number at the end.
1: Go look at go look at pictures that you've taken when you thought you were really well dressed. Um, Are your are your pants or jeans bunching up right at your right where your foot or if you have a dress shirt is your dress shirt kind of baggy and maybe bunched up at the wrist you know things like that just the shit's just not fitting properly because you can go and pick out great looking clothes but if if it's if it's doesn't fit yeah. your body properly you're gonna you look like a yeah. fucking clown
0: girls girls notice that like no matter like girls notice you look sloppy yeah exactly like dressing is so fucking important. Like even wearing a belt versus not wearing a belt, that can make a difference. Like it's just women are very well.
1: You you're supposed to wait wait great. wait. If you're a man, you fucking wear a belt. I mean, you're supposed to wear. Women a belt.
0: are very, um, you know, they're like cats. They see things different and differently than a dog does. Like they're if, very.
1: If, if you're, if you're a dude, unless you're like just running to the corner to to the corner store. You wear a fucking belt. If you, if you wear pants that are meant to have a belt, you wear a fucking watch. I don't you know. Could, I don't it could, know. It could, it could be. It could be a, a thirty dollars plastic cashew. You wear. You wear a fucking watch on your wrist because you never know what lady might might ask you the time just just to spark a conversation. You wear your fucking belt. You just. I mean, you just. You, there's certain things that and it, don't
0: don't wear a ring on your fucking ring finger, okay.
1: Well, I mean, if you're married, you kind of sort of have to. No, but- no,
0: no. There's guys out there who aren't even fucking married who wear fucking rings. There's it's women that do it. That's fucking stupid. Don't fucking wear rings.
1: I'm not into jewelry. I guess some guys are, but yeah, fuck, fuck all that jewelry, or that shit.
0: Just being, that's my point. Be fucking, I'm not saying if you're into tats or you're into fucking earrings and shit. I'm not saying go wear it, but I'm saying be fucking neutral if you're going on a date with someone or When it comes to anything, religion, politics, all this stuff, what shows you watch, like, Rick, you don't watch TV. Don't go on a date and say, yeah, if she asks you what shows are you into, they'll be like, oh, I don't watch TV. Then the girl's going to be like, what the fuck? Like, what happens if I want to sit on the couch and watch a show at nine o'clock at night with this guy and he doesn't fucking watch TV, just at least like tell her some shows you like or something like, don't be fucking anal about shit. You got to be neutral, about shit you know what i'm saying that's 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 very very important to be neutral you don't want to because she's gonna look long term wow i'm gonna marry this guy and he's like fucking stuck in his ways and he's gonna be abrasive like don't tell the girl that you don't believe in spanking kids for example be neutral <laughs> about things yeah. like, oh See, that, that, I, that
1: i would that i would personally dis- disagree with you. here's my thing i would definitely um be about myself and stand my ground on, on what I believe in and, and what I like and don't like. I just wouldn't go over there and flex all this shit on the, fir- on the first, second, third day. Matter of fact, I mean, she's not really going to get to know me until we've had sex already to just, just to be honest with you. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd stand my ground on all that shit on, on spanking on, on watching television, on, on all that stuff. I don't, I don't want to watch television. Don't believe in spanking kids, like you know.
0: You do, you I, do watch stuff. You watch YouTube videos. You do stuff. You watch. So don't just yeah. say, "Oh, I don't watch stuff." You well, do I watch. Stuff. I'm, 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 That's basically my I point.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Um, but I wouldn't go there and and put all these things on the table. On on, I wouldn't put any of this shit on the table until we've had sex. Then, then you because then she's more willing to say, "Well, if he doesn't like watching TV, if he's more of a YouTube guy, then I guess." It's all right for him to be on on his phone computer while while he sits next to me and I watch a show or something like that's
0: fucking okay. Give me funny. an example. So she, she she'll, it, get, she'll get if she likes okay. you
1: enough. If she likes you and let's check this out, guys, and understand this. If she likes you enough, she'll get real practical about the things that you're not compatible on. If she doesn't like you, anything that you're not compatible on, she'll make it a fucking issue, and that's the problem. There's no logic to any of this when it comes to, to females. If she likes you enough. If you like, if you like the cold and she likes the warm, if you like YouTube and she likes Netflix, she will just find a way in her head to figure out how you guys are going to make this work and fit in together. No problem. She don't like you yet, or if it's too early on, then she's going to see every possibility of how you guys being different is going to get in the way of happiness. So, like I said, it doesn't make any fucking sense about how you feel, how they feel. So don't I personally don't put any of these issues on the fucking table. I listen man, I joke and scurry my way out of these hard conversations until until I already know how she sounds like when she screams. But dude, if that's you know the mean? way
0: you are, like you've seen you're not being flexible. Like if if a girl says what movie do you like? You're like, "Oh, I don't watch movies." What do you mean you don't watch movies? You watched Scarface. We have talked about movies on this podcast. So don't tell me you don't watch movies and you don't watch TV. You've watched Scarface, you've watched Coming to America. We've talked about these movies. I'm just saying You're not lying. You know, when you say, yeah, I like these movies. I like that movie. I'm just saying to go on a date and just be like completely shut off. Like, like I went on a date before and like, I, you know, like the girl's like, oh, I don't eat chocolate. I don't eat. It's like, why is that necessary to give me that information on a first date? Why is it necessary for me to tell a girl on a first date? I have this sort of diet or have that type of diet. It's not necessary. It's not romantic. You know, what I'm saying? See, so something
1: it's, like that. I take it's that unnecessary
0: as, information, see, something
1: like that. I take that as an opportunity so that like on the second or third date, I want to bring her a little something. I'll make sure to say, hey, so I got you this other thing because I know you don't like chocolate. So I got you this other thing um, because, you know, the custom is you bring a girl chocolates once you're really interested. But I know you, you know i would just all those little things i would just take all of those opportunities to to knock it out of the park she's like she's yeah. like you See, know the she's thing is like throwing the ball they, for you to spike it you know what i mean
0: at the end of the day like you have to be flexible even if you don't like something like let's say you don't eat chocolate right And a girl offers you chocolate on a date you're gonna turn it down be like oh i don't eat sugar no you gotta be a little flexible on a date that's my point like she'll get the point over time that yeah you don't eat chocolate but if you have one piece of chocolate is it gonna kill you like they have a little piece of chocolate. It's not. So be a little flexible. That's, that's just my point. Because you end up looking like a fucking square, like on the day. You look like. Well, look,
1: if chocolate well. makes you sick and is going to give you the runs, then obviously. Say, just one bro, little
0: chocolate piece of chocolate. But if
1: you don't. Listen, bro. I just. I wish I was just. Yeah. I'd, listen, bro. I just went through this. I was. I was. I was with a girl restaurant and she wanted to order dessert. And, but she, she wanted us to share the dessert. So I said, you know, that's a lot of sugar. I don't, I don't really fuck with sugar. And she goes, she goes to me, she says, Rick, you know, I like you because even though you, you have a gym grind and you, and you, um, and you stay in shape whenever we go places, you'll try whatever I give you. So I says to her, I says, look, I like sugar just as much as everybody. I'm a little bit overweight more than I I like to be right now. So I'm trying to get down. I'll have a couple of, of spoonfuls, but I won't be able to indulge, baby. I'm sorry. And she was like, "All right, as long as you have a little bit, and we ordered a piece of uh of a cheesecake or whatever the fuck that was, and I had a couple of spoonfuls a couple more more than a couple of spoonfuls and and that was that, but I mean i I you know I had to stand my, ground. I drink water when I when I sit at a table I don't drink any any sugary shit um just drink water every single time, and I don't do desserts, I don't do sugars um and this one time like you said she she said to me she said, Rick I like you because even though you still in gym grind, you're not one of these people that don't, doesn't you know doesn't eat. I said, well, look, I eat whatever. I just I'm just not into sugars because of whatever. And I had a couple spoonfuls because she insisted. So I mean, I I see where you're coming from, Steve. I did. I could have been a real dick. Why I stood my ground and said oh, I've already had too many carbs for today. But nah, you you just you know she's being playful. She's being funny. She's trying. So you, you, you're a little flexible. You, you know? just, you,
0: yeah, you need to, you need to be a little, it's not funny. Finished. You
1: said that I just went through yeah. something like this at yeah, a, yeah. a, at a at the, during dessert time. At a, but it's at a funny
0: restaurant. though. It's funny because, you know, in a relationship you're going to have to do stuff that you may not like to do just to make her happy. You know, that's important to be flexible with a person Like you may watch a movie that she wants to watch. If you go on a third date to watch a movie, you may have to go watch a movie that she wants to watch. And you don't, you have to be a little flexible. Like to make her happy. Isn't that isn't that important? To make her happy at the end, you know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a marriage. You can't go through marriage. Sometimes I watch shit, you know, you're gonna watch shit with your wife that you don't really you're not into, but she enjoys it. Why not? Why not just just do it and make her happy? Because she's gonna watch shit that you that you like that she doesn't necessarily like to make you happy, right? So I mean there's gonna be times where you're gonna do stuff that you you know, you're not going to like and that's especially early on when you're dating and as she gets to know you she'll know. Yeah, he doesn't like these types of movies. He doesn't like this type of food. He doesn't like these desserts <clears throat> and she won't pressure you to do it and and, and she'll learn that over time. But initially when you're meeting someone, you have to be flexible and that's what a marriage is. Is a marriage not being flexible. You can't just be like stuck in your ways. Oh, it's got to be this way. It's got to be that way, you know, so that's it, man. Right. I mean, as a very marriage, good points bro. Yeah, yeah. in a marriage, if you're not flexible, you're you're screwed. You have to be with kids when the kid becomes a teenager and he's like, dad, I want to go out. I want to go out till, till midnight. Oh, your curfew is only 10 o'clock. But, but Dad, I want to go to midnight. We're going doing this. Right. You got to be a little flexible, you know, with the kids. So just, you know, be try to be a little flexible and be neutral and don't be, you know, don't be a weirdo on a day. I just
1: I, yeah, I, I think I think just to um, I'm not disagreeing, but what I'm saying is uh we're all we all have our things we all have our preferences we all have our shit just don't bring any of that shit to the table until after you guys have 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 had sex have, have been around together for a while it doesn't none of it to be real with you none of it really matters none of these compatibility things that you think are compatibility things really matter uh at all i mean you can have people that are complete opposites in everything and they could be happy together for years. Just give each other enough space so that each person can do things their way, and and be fine. Look, I I, I have time restricted feeding; only eat in a six hour window every day. I've been in love with females. I we go out, we go places, we go we go trips, weekend trips, and she's sitting there eating breakfast. I'm drinking a cup of coffee fucking around on, on, on my phone or, or, or reading a book and I accompany her during breakfast and I don't have anything and she doesn't make a big fucking deal about me not eating. Cause she knows what my grind is like. And she knows I like to stay in shape and uh, I let, you know, and then, and then around, you know, noon, 1 PM, I'm still good. I don't, I don't give a fuck about eating. I don't get hungry anymore, but she's, you know, almost passing out because she she's hungry and it's already been four or five hours since she's had breakfast or, or whatever. And uh, I'll make sure that hey, we're going to stop and get something to eat so you don't pass the fuck out on me. I'm still going to drink water because it's not my time to eat yet. And you just kind of you could be complete opposites in a lot of different things and still just enjoy good, good times together. So going in on the first, second, third date, fourth day, trying to Figure this thing out in a compatibility perspective. Oh well, I don't need sugar. Oh well, I don't need that. It's just stupid. If you like each other and there's chemistry and there's attraction and you guys make each other feel good, all of these, all of these little little twerks like different preferences, different things. Oh well, I like watching uh, shows and I like what. You'll get over it real fast. You'll 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 make room for each other real fast. So. A lot of that stuff, in my opinion, is not important. I think what's really important to first dates is just getting that feeling, making sure she, you make her feel good about herself and making sure that she makes you feel good too. And and it's a, it's more of a feeling. Once you get the feeling going, details can be worked out.
0: All right, guys, we're going to continue discussion on our side podcast for another two hours. And we're going to go, I'm just kidding. We're going to talk about this on the next podcast. Uh, we're going to have to. I think we went like an hour and a half on this podcast. So. We're going we're gonna to shut it down, and we're going to continue on our next podcast, guys. This was number 381 Q&A. Keep the questions coming. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take care, man.
1: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good
0: one, guys. Guys, this is a required legal disclaimer. We are only sharing our experience from years of steroid use. We are not doctors, and none of what we say should be regarded as medical advice, Always check with your doctor before taking any drugs or starting any training program. Evolutionary.org podcast coming your way. It's another episode, guys. This time we're going to do Aromasin. Steve Smith here and Rick. How's it going, buddy?
1: Hey, what's up, Steve? What's up, guys? How's everybody doing out there?
0: Yeah, Rick's enjoying the beach life today. He's, uh, he's uh, actually filming this on the, on the beach. So you're on the beach, right, Rick?
1: <laughs> so so we're, the software we're using to record the podcast, I can put uh, custom backgrounds. So I put a little uh, beach background. Looks real nice. Like it.
0: All right, guys. So let's talk about Romanson Guys. It's the trade name for Exemistane. And it's a drug that's mostly used in medicine to treat breast cancer in women. Very, very, you know, a well-known drug. Um, it's a modern aromatized inhibitor. Very similar to Arimidex, but there are some differences. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about the differences. And then on the next episode, we talk about Arimidex. So you guys can check out that episode also next week when it comes out. So again, aromacin, guys, suicide aromatase inhibitor, meaning it permanently disables that aromatized enzyme once it binds to it. So in plain English, aromacin does a great job of preventing the currently bound enzymes from rebounding. So you don't have to worry about estrogen rebounding after cycle. That's what makes it different from the other AIs in its class So we're gonna talk about all this guys, but first I wanna bring in Rick. Rick is the history expert. He's got a lot of history on aromasin that is really interesting. So tell us a little bit about the history.
1: Actually, aromasin is not a ton of history behind it. It was approved by the FDA in 1999. And it really didn't hit the underground hard until about uh, 2005, 2006 started to become real popular. Even though in 1999, Arimidex uh, Xenostain was already out there and being used and it was uh, FDA approved, Arimidex was more available in the underground because Arimidex had been approved for use several years earlier. And it just takes just an extra couple of years for the black market to get their hands on this stuff, for generics to be produced. So that is the reason why um, we didn't see Aromacin hit the market until a few years after Arimidex was already on the black market, even though they were both around around the same time. Just to let you guys know, aromacin is it. Aromacin is really the aromatase inhibitor that bodybuilders prefer. If you're a man injecting steroids and you need something to prevent the aromatization of those steroids into estrogens, aromacin is it. Arimidex, Letrosol, some of the other ones we're going to be discussing on this podcast later on. They're just there and they'll see use sometimes, but the preferred one is really aromasin. And now, I, Novodex is also one that is preferred, but they both work real differently. And I'll go over just how they work differently here, real quickly. Uh, Novodex goes and attaches to the estrogen receptor and keeps real estrogen out, specifically from the glands under your nipples when you're trying to prevent gynecomastia. The way aromasin works, on the aromatase enzyme is like an aromatase enzyme can actually go and attach to several different testosterone units and turn them all into estrogen units, right? Real simple there. Now, aromacin will sit there and it'll present itself as a suitable structure for the aromatase enzyme to get to work on. And it does. The aromatase enzyme attaches to aromacin. But when it attaches to it, it can't let go. It becomes bound. They become one structure. So now that aromatase enzyme that would normally be able to unlatch un- and go and-, and hit several other hormones now can't do that. And obviously the cells that make the aromatase enzyme will continue to produce uh, the amount the next day and the next day. So this is why you use the product every day. You use aromacin every day. And what it does is it just takes these enzymes, these aromatase enzymes that would normally go and convert several units, many units of testosterone, it goes and, and, and it would convert several units. This is why when you inject more testosterone, then you just make more estrogen, even with the same enzymes. Because if you give the enzymes more to work on, it'll just turn more structures into estrogens. But when, it, when that enzyme hits aromacin, it can't let go. It becomes bound. It gets excreted out of the system. So now that enzyme is not there and you have your androgens, your testosterone, your dianable, your equipoise. You know, these steroids that you would normally worry about aromatization with. Now you don't because that enzyme, at least for that for that span of time, is is going out of the system. So that's just a little difference on how, uh, how it works. Aremidex, Letro, we're gonna discuss in, in later podcasts. Work differently. You get a rebound, the enzymes make more afterwards. But aromacin, it's it's the preferred one, at least for men on steroids aromasin seems to be the one that everybody prefers
0: so one of the other thing good things about aromasin too is a gentle ai so rick was alluding to the steroids the certain aromatizing steroids that he alluded to again testosterone all the testosterone esters the nandrolones the dianabol the boldenone etc these convert to estrogen in the body so if you don't control that you can run into the side effects not just the ones Rick was mentioning, the, the gynecomastia, the bitch test, the water retention, but also it has a domino effect. It can affect, it, it's going to affect your blood pressure. It's going to affect your heart health. It's going to affect your sleep. You'll notice you'll start getting insomnia where you can't sleep at night because you're carrying all this water. You feel tired during the day. Just imagine carrying jugs of water 24-7 all day. Of course, you're going to feel tired. So it's important to control your estrogen, but the misconception and this comes from the old school guys back maybe in the 90s who came around in the 90s maybe maybe late 80s when electro came around is that they slam their estrogen too much. And when you slam your estrogen too much, that's also not good. We still need estrogen as men. We need estrogen to function properly. So you know, if you slam your estrogen too much, You're going to start getting issues, mood problems, depression, achy joints. You're going to have a hard time building muscle. You're going to have a hard time getting stronger. It's going to affect other problems as well, having low estrogen. So you got to remember, low estrogen is not good either. So one of the things that I like about aromasin is it's a very gentle, gentle AI. It doesn't slam your estrogen and it doesn't have um, a lot of bad things that come with it like some of the other AIs out there. so
1: Yeah, I mean, look, for the context of the podcast today, uh, yes, aromacin is very effective at getting rid of, of the aromatase enzyme so that you don't have a lot of your steroids being converted to estrogen. So we're, that is the context of today's podcast. But really, you don't want to crush your estrogen. You know, when you take Dianabol, you're counting on some of that conversion into methyl to actually help your gains. You know, you need that estrogen in there along with the androgens to help your gains and just overall health. You don't want to crush your estrogen. If you lower your estrogen too much, you're going to have problems with your lipid profiles a lot early on in your cycle. Cholesterol just get out of whack a lot quicker if you crush your estrogen. You're also more prone to injuries, in your joints, if you crush your estrogen. You might also develop problems with your dick if you crush your estrogen. You're going to sit there and blame it on the DECA, blame it on the Trend. And all along would you just overdid the AIs? So that is conversation for another podcast, and we'll definitely cover that. But just keep that in mind today as we go through, through aromacin today and how it works. We're not suggesting that you need to crush your estrogenal cycle, that it's not ideal. Yeah, so you're going to find that it doesn't one size doesn't fit all. You have to learn your body, understand yourself, look in the mirror, see how you feel, look at your blood results and let it be a combination of everything. And look, if you don't use a ton of stuff, if you're not like smashing a couple of grams of juice per week, you're not going to have to worry that much about side effects and taking ancillaries and doing all that stuff. So if you just keep your, your dosing in a really conservative realm, it'll just be a lot easier to manage everything.
0: Yeah, so what is the difference between aromas and aromas? A lot of guys ask. Look, at the end of the day. And then they just use, you know, if you can get your hands on either one, that's fine. Some guys will, if you ever like go to anti-aging clinics or go through a doctor for, you know, for your testosterone, the doctor may have never even heard of aromacin because aromacin is so new in in medicine. Isn't that crazy? But it's true. They'll actually um, uh, prescribe a Ribidex. Overromsin. Most doctors will. If you find a doctor that actually prescribes aromasin, I'd be really impressed by them uh, because they've. That means they've modernized. Maybe they're a younger doctor. Maybe they've modernized. But like any profession, you know, doctors tend to. They tend to be old school. They tend to stick with what they've known for many many years, and a lot of them don't even know aromasin exists. So you may want to talk to your doctor about getting on aromasin instead of eremidex. Because the main advantage, as we discussed earlier on the show, is that aromacin is going to prevent any estrogen rebound. Now, it isn't very common to see that, but I have seen it. Guys will come off steroids, they'll go through their PCT, they'll start their bridge phase, and then during the bridge phase, their estrogen issues come flaring back. I've seen it. That's estrogen rebound, and it does happen. And you can actually get hit. With gyno from estrogen rebound, that's actually one of the main side effects of estrogen rebound. So it does happen. So if possible, I always recommend aromacin, but let's say your doctor doesn't know anything about aromacin, he puts you on aromidex, or your source only has aromidex, that's going to do too. But we always prefer aromacin. Now, aromacin versus letro. That's another one guys want to know. Hey, how can I use Letro? I heard some guy on YouTube say to use Letro. Yes. A lot of guys on social media will tell you to use Letro as in your AI. And again, it's because they have outdated information. Letro has a purpose, okay? But it's not one an AI you want to use on cycle to balance estrogen levels. It's something you want to use to crush estrogen levels. It's extremely harsh. So again, I strongly recommend Aromacin over Letro. So Aromacin beats Letro and it beats Ariminex all day and night. So side effects. Let's start getting into side effects, Rick. Aromacin, listen, if you run it correctly, you're not going to have issues. The problem is a lot of guys don't run it correctly because they're under the impression, they're, they have the old school mentality of, I want to slam estrogen, I want to slam estrogen, I want to slam estrogen. And in the old days, when these AIs first came around, this is what guys would do. They would slam their estrogen down because the, I'm not going to call it bro trick, but the thought process, which is kind of correct, is if you slam estrogen ahead of PCT, it'll give your testosterone a chance to rebound. That is true, but we found much better ways to do PCT over the past 10 to 20 years where you don't have to slam estrogen and you don't have to basically kill all your gains and kill your mood and kill your libido and kill everything by slamming estrogen down. So Rick, tell us a little bit about that strategy because you've been around a long time Talk about that strategy originally on message boards where guys would always want to slam estrogen during PCT, crush it to nothing because they felt like, yeah, I rebounded testosterone.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of misunderstandings at the start. Guys thinking you could just crush your estrogen. You didn't need it. But we found out real early on in the use of these drugs that you have some really bad side effects if you lower your estrogen too much. And the side effects are felt right away injuries, problems with libido, cholesterol levels, heart, you know, just having a hard time coming back uh, during PCT. So a lot of issues that that arose from from guys just overusing this stuff. And you know, we learned early on it didn't take a long time for for guys to realize that. And I still think even today guys are still just overusing some of this stuff. They 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 use high dosages and then they put they slam on the, the anti estrogens, and then they they think that the problem is the steroids. They think that they need more. They need you know two grams, and sometimes it's not that. If you just let it aromatize a little bit, ride the estrogen along with the androgens, you get some really good results. You know, and not just water weight, guys, but you're actually going to get some long lasting mass. Just that, you know, don't don't slam it. I think that's probably one of the worst abuses I see is the overuse of these anti-estrogens. And that comes with just these high dosages that guys are, are on now. Just these really high doses that are necessary. And you hear it all the time, right? Uh, oh, take Dianable, but you need to take Aromacin with it. Wait a minute. Dianable has been used since the 60s. and Romasin hasn't been around until 1999, we just discussed. So, oh, what, what, whatever did we do with Dianabol all those years before aromacin came around? I'll tell you what we did. Did not take too much and rode that estrogen, blowed, rode that all the way to some serious gains. And then when guys slam a Romison on top of your Dianabol, you're just not gaining that mass. You're not getting all of it. I've said this before in the podcast. If, you, if you're if you afraid of getting a little bit bloated, then don't use Dianable. Use Terenable. Use something else. But to use Dianable and then put aromasin on top of it, it's kind of silly. Now, if you're using Dianable with testosterone, different story. You better know your body. You better know how much you need to use because now you're stacking two steroids that are going to aromatize on you. But, you know, don't don't overuse it. And especially with something like ball. no need to overdo it.
0: All right, guys. So how, the great question is, how do we not overdo it? So, um, you know, this is a very frustrating thing. I have a lot of clients come to me. Um, they always want to know, they're like, Steve, you know, how much AI do I need? And I'm like, dude, I, I can't help you. They're like, private message me on the forums and stuff. How much AI do I need? You know, blah, blah. blah. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what you're running. How am I supposed to answer that question? Even if I knew what you were running, I can give you a rough estimate of how much AI you need, but it's not going to be 100% on the money because you need to run blood work. When I put you on this protocol, you need to run blood work. You have to work with me to get you on the right dosage. So I always recommend you know, when you're running a cycle, let's say you're running 500 milligrams of testosterone a week. You know, you could start running like 12 and a half milligrams of aromacin every day or every other day and then see what happens from there. Don't slam your estrogen too much and you don't want to be lean on it too because 500 milligrams of testosterone is going to cause estrogen issues. So we don't want you to bloat like a fish, right? So you're going to start with that. Then you're going to run blood work after... You know, about three weeks on, and you're gonna see where your estrogen levels are. If your estrogen levels are too high, then obviously you need to up your AI a little bit. If your estrogen levels are too low, you need to back off on your AI a little bit. It's a balance, you have to balance it out. So, and a lot of guys, you know, they, they always want to answer this question, and it's frustrating for me because, you know, I really wanna help guys, but at the end of the day, I can only give you a rough estimate of how much you need. You have to decide at the end of the day, how much to use based on your body, based on your blood work. Of course, I'll work with you. If I can see your blood work, that would be fantastic. You can go get blood work done. If you go on the forum, Steve SMI, look at my signature, I have a link to how you can get blood work done for about 70 some dollars. That would tell you literally the next day, you get blood work done the next day, you can see your estrogen levels and then we can adjust your AI dose from there. That's the only way to do it. So there, there isn't any magic dosage that I can tell you. It just depends on what you're running. If you're running DECA, lots of DECA, lots of Test, lots of d three aromatizing compounds all in a cycle, you're going to need more of an AI than if you were running 300 milligrams of Test with 500 milligrams of Primo and 500 milligrams of Mastron. They're both three compound cycles, But in one situation, you're running three aromatizing compounds all in one. The other situation, you're running an aromatizing compound at a sensible dose. And then you're running two compounds, which don't aromatize. And in the case of Masteron, there is evidence, and I've seen this in blood work, that it actually helps control your estrogen in its own merit. So you're probably not going to need much of an AI in that situation. In fact, you won't. I I can tell you that. But in the first situation, Deca, and test, lots of it, you're going to blow it up. You're going to blow it up like 20 pounds of water and you don't want to do that on a cycle. What do you think, Rick?
1: Yeah, so aromacin is just one of those compounds just not much to say about it. You know, you might, you, if you just keep your dosing on the low end, you might be able to do steroids for years and never quite need it. Novadex, which blocks estrogen from creating gynecomastia, which to me is is the real danger, the real long-term side effect uh, or the only side effect that you might need to get an operation for. You might need to go under the knife and have surgery to remove is really that gynecomastia and Novadex takes care of that. If you just keep your dosing low and you make this a, a long-term commitment to your health, your goals, you can do very mild cycles, a little bit of Novodex on top. Never exceed more than a gram of steroids total. If you can do it within five to 700, you're fine. P- post-cycle therapy properly. You can really do all of these things. If you keep your dosing low, you can, go, you can go ahead and never have to mess with it. You might not, never need it. And Novodex will be enough to just keep gyno out. But yeah, for guys doing the higher dosing, guys going into competition, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need to mess with it. And going on to competition, guys drop their estrogen pretty darn low. And yeah, it's just a good tool to use when you're using a bunch of compounds and you want to drop your estrogen low even further. It's it has its place for the guys doing a lot of stuff and guys competing and trying to dry up really, really hard. But for most of us, if you keep your dosing mild, you'll be fine. You, don't, you, won't, you won't need to mess with it much.
0: All right, guys. So another misconception that guys have is about the half-life. And the half-life of aromasin is over 24 hours. So you don't have to dose it two times a day or three times a day. You can get away with dosing every day or every other day very, very easily. It's going to be in your system. You dose it every other day or every third day, even it's still going to be in your system. So you don't have to do all this or like, Oh my God, I'm injecting, I'm injecting this. I got to take my aromasin, you know, I'm injecting this. I got to take my aromasin every day. Not necessarily every, every, every day, every other day, every third day just depends on the situation. But you know, look, I mean, it's in your system a long time. You gotta, you gotta remember these half-lives. 25 hour half-life is, uh, you gotta multiply that by four or five. That's how long it's going to be in your system. When you take it, this isn't like taking an aspirin and, uh, for a headache. And then within 30 minutes, all your headache is gone. It's out of your system within like four hours. No, this is, this is very different. So, you know, at the end of the day, guys, it just, it guys have to understand how powerful these half-life of these drugs are. They were not designed to be in and out of your system fast. So, that's another thing where guys screw up is they take it every day, a lot every day, and it builds up in their system at high dosages, and then it gets them in trouble. So, Rick, you want to finish up with telling us where, do we, where we can find Aromacin? Is it easily available, and is it expensive?
1: Aromacin is one of the easiest ones to get. It's not criminalized like steroids or testosterone you know, would. So you're going to have a much easier time finding Aromacin. There are different brands you can find it human grade you can find it research grade you can buy the powders overseas i mean aroma is it's going to be a pretty easy one easy one to find it's not it's not criminalized you won't uh, if you possess it you won't get in much trouble for it if you are selling it to people that's a different story if you're making it for people that's a different story i think but as long as you're just um possessing it and using it can't get in much trouble and because of the legal status of it, there'll be no shortage of of people out there that'll be willing to provide you with it. So it's it's not bad, you know. If you you can still find Arimistain at some at some supplement stores, and that one is naturally occurring, and that one is going to probably be banned from supplements soon. But Arimistain works uh, a lot like Aromacin. You need a much higher dose of it then you do aromacin. But also if you work, walk into a local supplement store and ask them for arimestane, it's a pretty effective uh, anti-estrogen. I don't sell it through N2BM at the moment. We used to. We had a product called Liquidex AI that had arimestane in it. Very, very effective aromatase inhibitor. But we, we've discontinued the product and... Uh, we haven't made any more of, of that yet. But the other brands out there that do have them and a lot of supplement store has it. If you want the, an option that you can find right now over the counter, rimistain works works very well. Very much like Aromacin. Again, you need higher dosing, more of it. Need about, depending on how much you're taking, you need about 75, maybe 100 milligrams a day, maybe 50 milligrams a day is where you want to be at. Uh, and that's comparable to, you know, aromacin on the on the lower end but yeah i mean uh, aromacin research uh, you'll be able to order it online overseas pretty easily different brands generics pretty easy to find not criminalized so yeah aromacin everywhere what do you think steve
0: in the united states you need a prescription for it um if you go to a doctor and, and ask him about aromacin and he knows what it is there's a good chance you'll get a prescription for it if he's a um, endocrinologist or an anti-aging clinic. Um, But I'm curious to hear overseas, is it, is it going to be found in pharmacies or what are the more common AIs that you can find in the pharmacies overseas where PEDs are are legalized?
1: Well, since all of these are cancer drugs that women use, breast cancer spread across the globe, they're pretty easy to find. I mean, same place where you can buy testosterone over the counter you can get tamoxifen, you can get tamoxifen, you can get clomid, you can get aromacin, you can get any of these cancer drugs over the counter. It's pretty easy to find, uh, pretty inexpensive too.
0: All right, guys. So that sums it up for aromacin, guys. Um, pretty much nailed everything about aromacin. Remember, blood work is going to be the key, guys. Don't go into this blind and just assume, yeah, I feel this way, so my estrogen is probably okay. No, you need you need blood work. Very very important. It's a blueprint to uh, to everything. It can make all the world a difference in your success on cycle, post cycle, and in between cycles. For Steve Smith, break another episode of Evolutionary Radio. We will talk about another chemical on next week's show. Have a good one, guys.
1: Have a good one, Steve. Have a good one, guys.